All right, welcome to the Peyton Years, your home for Oregon State men's basketball, the only podcast in existence dedicated solely to Oregon State men's basketball. As always, I'm your host, Andy, and I'm here with my friend, Sam. Sam, how are you doing? You know, I'm, I'm hanging in there, Andy. You know, obviously, it's it's a really difficult thing to go over a week without Oregon State men's basketball, even in the middle of the offseason when you know that's what you need to be prepared for and just have to wait it out. But especially this time of year, it's it's a difficult challenge. And so I'm glad we're sitting down. I was like, we we know who the guest is for this this type of podcast, you know. So I'm excited to be sitting with you guys. Exactly. We're joined by a friend of the pod, uh, the man who gave the following, uh, the nickname to our followers, Peyton Heads. We're here with oh. Seth Allen. Seth, how are oh, you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Andy, Sam, it's good to here thanks for having me back when things are at their darkest that's when i that's when we shine the brightest you can't uh, the stars can't shine without the darkness i read that on instagram uh the beavers are 132nd in ken palm one and eight only the pandemic can stop the losses ethan thompson left the g league for <laughs> puerto rico this is punishment from the basketball gods for going to the elite eight we all knew it was coming uh, we should have known it was coming. How's it going? That Peyton that Hedges. quote about the stars shining brightest in the darkness was referring to Oregon State men's basketball. I think exactly. that was actually on the official Instagram. Yes, yes. Ethan posted that um, from Puerto Rico when he. <laughs> it was in Spanish. <laughs> yes, I call that the Tostones League. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we've got Seth on. Um, thank you for that introduction, Seth. Just a Seth's a real fan, so he's just he's gonna put it all on the table, and that's why we brought him on. Um, we're gonna do some positive and negative memories. We're gonna do a, a Peyton Heads Beaver Memories Part Two. So we're gonna go down memory lane because, like we talked about, Oregon State's on a COVID pause right now. They are coming back to play tomorrow versus UC Davis. We'll talk a little bit about that game, but first, as always, the Oregon State fight song. Do you just play that on your phone into your speaker, into your microphone? <laughs> is that not how you do it on your podcast? Uh, this is this is what this, I'm blaming the Peyton years for this season. You know, the team raised their game last year. You guys refused to invest in some basic equipment. Uh, <laughs> we will continue to resist the pressures of the Portland podcast community for not investing monetary you say basic equipment this stuff is very expensive no one offers to pay for it for us we, we literally had to we literally had to steal sam a laptop to get to the quality <laughs> we're at right now uh, well you know like i think the basketball team had like a fundraiser for a new piece of equipment as recently as last season where they were like washing cars or something so you know maybe you need to embrace the true beaverness of your and you know get up and you know sell those candy bars in front of the whole foods you know raise some money for this pod it was a sh the piece of equipment was a shooting machine and the Peyton years <laughs> did send a small donation <laughs> under the name Peyton years yeah oh. we hoping we'd get some extra you know special treatment for we did not we got the same form letter from everybody else but we love you know we love everybody all the same your your boosters i didn't realize it 
Well, yeah, that's why we have no equipment is because every dime we have goes to the program. We're that type of fan. I haven't bought new clothes in years, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's probably why they're not doing so good. <laughs> they're depending on the Peyton Year's revenue stream. We have spent more money on buying Coach Tinkle uh, gift certificates to breweries that he frequents than we have on recording and audio equipment for our own podcast. <laughs> you stay that, true. You stay it's true an investment. Investment strategy. I see. Um, so it sounds like you did a cursory scan of Ken Palm before you hopped on, Seth. So let's jump in right there with some Ken Palm ponderings because oh we all love Ken on this team. So what do you think? Or you you said it up right at the top. Oregon State is ranked 132nd in Ken Palm at one and eight. Are they the worst team in the Pac-12? Yes. Well, Washington's, Washington's worse, right? Yeah, I'm going to go the same. I'm going to take the optimistic route that because Washington, their limited scope, they're dealing with their own a much more extended COVID pause. Um, that Washington is 12. Washington is further behind Oregon State. They're Not 147. Maybe they're four and four. They're four and four and, and still behind Oregon State at one and eight. That tells you how much respect Ken has for Oregon State. So you love to see that. Um, I think that's from the Peyton years too, because you've been harassing Ken, the the Utah's worst weatherman, for years now, and he's finally he's finally buckled under the pressure that the the boosters at Peyton years have put on his program. We can exactly. say with pretty reasonable confidence that Ken Palm is aware that we exist. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think Oregon State is ranked better or worse than Princeton? The team that I think really – this is where the season went off the rails is when Princeton beat Oregon State by one. Is Oregon State ranked better or worse than Princeton? Better or worse than Princeton? I am um, – so I right before we started recording this, I caught some of Princeton's game with uh, Maryland Baltimore County, who has a five foot two starting point guard. It is impossible not to laugh at anything that he does in a Division one basketball game. But they looked very, very solid in that game. And uh, I'm, I'm going to say based off of what I've seen of Princeton, that they should be probably ranked higher at this point. At um, this point. Did they beat the the retrievers of Baltimore? Or they did, did they... beat UMBC in a game that was pretty competitive until like the last minute or two. And they ended up winning by like 13 or something like that. I went down a rabbit hole once trying to buy merch, retrievers merch, because I thought that would be really funny. And I couldn't, they don't even sell it. Remember when they went on that tourney run? Um, and I was like, I need a, I need a UMBC golden retrievers t-shirt. <laughs> and uh, I like that they just went friendly family dog for their mascot. They're like, we're over this. Uh, but uh, no merch. Anyways, they got to monetize. They got to monetize them and the Peyton years together. Okay. I'm going to say Princeton is better. You guys are both wrong. You're both haters. Oregon State is better than Princeton. Princeton is 144th in the country. Okay. Interesting. And where do you think, where do you think Yale's at? Better or worse than Oregon State? They're worse. If Princeton's worse, then there's no way Yale's better. Exactly. Yale is 146, so also behind Oregon State. So I just want, Beaver fans, I want to give you a little nugget. We're better than a couple of Ivy League teams and Washington. So hold on to that. 
And wasn't there a time last year when Yale was not was zero and zero and hadn't played, and they were better in Ken Palm than Oregon State? Almost but, the entire season, correct? <laughs> zero and zero. Oh, Ken Palm. Yeah, he's. I I love that website too much. I I've gotten too into it. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's like astrology for college basketball fans it really is it can mean whatever you want it to mean and it's yeah. a terrible conversation starter oh my adjusted plus minus is in uh rising although if, if you were at a party and met a young co-ed and she started telling you about a bunch of ken palm facts that is not the same red flag <laughs> that astrology is but i would say it's a red flag a red <laughs> so, flag yeah, the worse, for sure <laughs> I've got to stop doing it. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into some Beaver memories. Let's take a stroll down memory lane. Or actually, let's talk about UC Davis because they play UC Davis tomorrow, 7 o'clock in Gill, coming back from the COVID pause. Seth, you said you've been scouting UC Davis a little bit. Do you want to give us a little tirade about them? Oh, I've scouted UC Davis, Peyton Heads, and I got some bad news. Um, <laughs> they they are kind of sick. Uh, they, You know, I'm a – you know, I've – I go in and out of being a big West fan. I like uh, long beach state. Whenever they're good, I watch uh, the big West. They have cool basketball courts. They usually have pretty good guards in that conference, mm-hmm. but UC Davis has like a pretty good inside scoring outside scoring. The, the real thing I got obsessed with checking them out was there, they have a, a point guard who's under six feet tall. Ezra Manion, who's like small, he's saucy, he's fast. Some say he's the Kyrie Irving of the Big West. That someone is me. All right. And he's just sick. All right. And then he's joined in his backcourt. He's got a big white friend from Central Washington, Elijah Ghost Pepper, the Sela Sniper. All right. And they light it up. Those two guys in the backcourt. And then they got some um, big men who can score and rebound. It's a, it's a very balanced team. I think what might happen, Oregon State's chances, if you've ever – made the mistake of choosing to become emotionally a fan of a small conference school ever. What will kill you every time is that they'll play a big conference school and be better at basketball than them. But their guys are all just like three inches shorter than the big conference school. So they lose. And I think that's the Beavers chance. It's like, okay, all our guys are a little taller, a little more athletic. We might just run into that. uh, The unfairness of genetics in basketball and get the beaver victory. That's okay. I like that. That's good. They are coming off a two game win streak. I mean, after losing to um, San Francisco Academy of art, shout out to friend of the pod, Gabe Palmquist. Um, they beat Pacific, which is a D one team uh, by six points. And then they drubbed UC Merced. I'm not sure if UC Merced is D one. I don't think they are, but beat they them. by forty. Not. Yeah, they're not. They beat them by 40 points. So they are coming on a little bit of a hot streak. Yeah. Watch, watch, um, Watch Ezra Manion like YouTube highlights. He is <laughs> sick. And he's like five foot nine, five ten. And then they just got this big white shooter just gunning. No. They're fun. What concerns me about Seth's scouting report, uh, he, which he made a lot more fun than than Coach Coach Gabe stayed a lot more diplomatic in his, but you both <laughs> pointed out that what the it's gonna help the Beavers is the size advantage, but <laughs> This is we haven't talked a lot about how Rodrigue Andela broke his fucking ankle or foot and is not going to play this year. So they lose him. Silva is playing reasonably 
I'm going to say like 30%, and that's because I love him so much. He is not himself, and when he's not in, they really aren't bigger right now than than Big West schools. No, but if you factor in Alatiche's vertical leap, he's 6'11". True. Same thing with Rand, as we've seen even against the, the, the bigger-time schools. Yeah, that's what Coloco said after Arizona played the Beavers, is that, yes, they're probably only like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, but their leaping <laughs> ability makes them into seven-footers. Yes. Rand literally jumped from the free throw line <laughs> in that game. That was an insane dunk. Seth, how tapped into Beaver basketball are you this year? Because you're a real fan in that you can kind of float on the team, still stay passionate about them, but but check out a little bit. Are, are you are you tuned in? What's, what's your feelings I'm, on the team? I'm checking so in. I'm checking out. I'm trying to pace myself. It's going to be a difficult season. I can't go every game. All right. I just don't have it in me to watch this team every time. I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta take a little poison here and there, build up my tolerance, you know, like, uh, <laughs> like I'm like a aristocrat, aristocrat that takes a little cyanide with my breakfast uh, every morning just so I can build up, so no one can poison me. I watch a little beavers here and there. I listen to every episode of the Peyton years. Um, you know, you, you, me and Sam went and watched a. <laughs> He went and watched uh, the Cal game at the Bucket Brigade. I know you mentioned this on 82nd at Pal, and it was like, uh, <laughs> Beavers in a big on a big screen losing, Blazers on another screen losing. My catalytic converter got stolen. Uh, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. Uh, so you know, it's like okay. So I took the next game off of that one. I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna watch Arizona. Uh, and then I checked, and I was like, yep. Good call. All right. But I'm coming back for UC Davis, uh, mostly because of Ezra Magnon. Uh, and, you know, I just like I, I'm still in on this season. I think they can turn it. If we can get back to that, that, you know, like in the first what they start one and four. Right. Right. And it's like but all of those losses were close. And it was like all these new players, they're all figuring stuff out. They're replacing a lot of big parts. They're going to figure this out. And then I feel like that Wake Forest game just crushed them. It was like the overtime game was tough. Losing by three in overtime to Wake Forest, and then they come back. They got to play the next day. Penn State just like Triple H DDTs them, and it just like <laughs> has not felt the same since. And uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping things turn it around. But man, you know when the 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 Old, our old friend of the uh, coronavirus popped up and canceled that Sacramento State game. Or they're postponing it. They're going to play. They're postponing. They got rescheduled for December twenty eighth. Okay. Um, I needed a break. You know, I was like, okay, okay. I think that pause was good for everyone, both yeah. emotionally, spiritually. It was, it was needed. And now, now people are ready to come back fired up. I think we're going to beat UC Davis. I don't care how much Seth loves them. I think Elijah Ghost Pepper, the Sela Sniper. Watch out for him. <laughs> Sam, anything else you want to say on the game before we move into some Beaver memories? Just that, right. I think that some Beaver memories are going to be made tomorrow, Tuesday. It's a shame we uh, – you have a game yourself, and you're, you're – as we've talked about off-air, busy coaching yourself. I would push us all to go. We'll be back down soon. Well, I have a game. I have a game. Yeah, I can't go to that game, but we, we'll watch it all together. We Okay, we can get together. We can zone – this is one to – I mean, I'm going to steal Arizona's expression because it doesn't make any sense, and they probably stole it from somewhere else, but bear down, so to speak, kind of dig your metaphorical heels in 
I think uh, it should be an energized game. We got to damn up. We got to damn up. Damn up. Bear down. We got to damn up. Bear down. We got to damn up. Let's all get together. Uh, bucket Brigade for <laughs> the UC Davis game. You heard it here. It's the first Peyton Years meetup. I'm calling it. Uh, we'll all be there. Andy and Sam will sign autographs. I will eat some wings. And uh, we'll, we'll turn this thing around with good vibes. Damn up. Damn up. Damn up. I love it. And just on a side note, they call it Bear Down because I think they had like a quarterback back in the 50s or 60s who was also like student body president or something like that. And he got in a horrific car accident. I think he died before a big game and he told them to bear down. Okay. Well, oh. thank you, Andy, for including that that sub note to that. Um, okay. It shouldn't it's even be in the conference. I want to go back to a, you know, I'm a traditionalist. I want it to go back to the Pac-8 uh, West Coast only. Pullman should be as far away as, you know, we're, they're barely in. Everyone else is out. Right. Yeah. It, it, that was, that all happened when Arizona was in the Southeast or Southwest conference. Anyways, <laughs> and so, yeah, we don't count it. It doesn't, exactly. we don't recognize it. <laughs> Sob right, well, story aside, you know. Sob story aside. Sorry. Sorry to bring that up. I just think it's crazy because it doesn't make any sense why they say it. Um, okay. Do you guys want to start off with positive memories or negative memories? I think you guys both, Sam came in with two negative memories. I said I had two positives, so we split the difference. And we're all we're all going down the middle. Um, what do you guys want to start with? Let's do negative first, and so we can have a positive one. <laughs> yeah, that's a great negative. idea. Sam. All right, I like that. Andy. Um, okay, I have a quick negative one, and it's just because I was thinking about my former co-host uh, Andy Peterson, who started this podcast with me, and I, me and him went to like almost all the games in college together, and he's a booming voice. And he was one of the best uh, hecklers I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I just remember one Colorado game, he was yelling at their backup power forward. He looked up. He was the only player he looked up. He figured out what his name was, and he just yelled his name over and over again. And it was in a season where they weren't doing too, too well, so we had pretty much courtside seats. And he got in this guy's head, and the guy came up, and he missed two free throws, back-to-back -back free throws. Andy just laughing, going crazy. He goes back to the bench. Andy's still yelling at him. He puts a towel over his head. <laughs> Andy sees that sign of victory. He goes for the kill. And then a very old Oregon State fan came down, like someone who's been a season ticket holder for, you know, decades. And uh, they just quietly said that they were ashamed <laughs> that Andy was a Oregon State fan. <laughs> and said that Damn. wasn't what the program was about and walked away. And that was one of the more embarrassing moments because that guy, I just feel bad that that guy's been an Oregon State fan for such a long time. And he doesn't understand what the program is about. Because it is happening. <laughs> right. You're going to give everybody this real sobering moment when you're not even completely in the right. It's just a bummer all around. And Colorado won that game. <laughs> and I partially, I think it's because Andy led up on heckling. Wow. Well, I hope he's happy. Yeah, well, he's, really he's got a great line. That worked out well. A, a real problem that has dogged the the program for generations has been a commitment to integrity. That I gotta say, they gotta get rid of that. <laughs> it's it is true. It's not even that. It's the disconnect between the the new generation of Beaver Nation and and the the original one that is like you know, it's just a bunch of people in their eighties that. They, everything's about being classy and right. to me, it's equivalency. You know, we're, we'll always be the classiest program on the West coast. I mean, that's right. never, 
in question to me. Yeah, and everybody that's like agrees. Andy Peterson roasting the hell out of <laughs> a big white stiff on Colorado's bench isn't going to change that. Exactly. That's right. Well said. Sam, what's your negative memory? You came in fired up. So this is um, something I was reminded of by by a friend of mine who, who I grew up with recently. In 2007, my dad and I went to uh, whatever bowl game the Beavers were in that season, on the football team played in. And on the flight home, they offered two free tickets to anybody that wanted to get up and walk to the front of the plane and claim them to go to the Montana State basketball game. That was like two nights later, you know, like right before New Year's Eve. I, of course, go wanted Bobcats. to my uh, go go Bobcats respect to a Big Sky program, except on uh, on in this occasion. But um, <laughs> my dad was like, "No, you don't have your own car. I'm not letting you borrow it to drive to Gill um, for this reason." So, as it turned out, a couple days this is like winter break time. I was a senior in high school, and a good friend of mine. His mom was away, so you know. You as it goes when you're that age, a small shindig breaks out, and for me, it's just a good excuse to have somewhere to really lock in. Of course, on the Beavers game <laughs> with Montana State, and um, it's a nail biter, as you can imagine. This was the team that um, this was the Jay John team that did not win a Pac-10 game. I didn't know this at the time, you know. <laughs> you didn't know you were watching history. No, no, no. And this was the final non-conference game. And, um, you know, throughout the evening, because it was like an 8 p.m. tip, more people start coming and everyone's kind of chiding me. You know, it was like that generic scene in a teen movie where a kid's sitting on the couch at a party and everyone's going in like fast motion around him. I just blocked it all out. And um, <laughs> Montana State won at the buzzer. A very talented little guard hit a buzzer beater to win by one point and then someone sprayed and cooked champagne on me, you know, like it got the attention of the room and they gave me a bath a la like you give the finals MVP after, <laughs> after they win a ring. And, and yeah, truly one of the more painful moments. Oh my God. I kind of, I blocked that out, uh, you know, statue of limitations, but I had several <laughs> beverages that weren't legal for me to have at the time over the course of that game. And so, yeah, a real stinger, that one. Wow. Your friends oh sound God. mean. Yeah, that's very Lake mean. Oswego kids are terrible. Absolutely, sorry, yeah. <laughs> and talk about an excess of luxury as a high school kid to have champagne to pour on your friend <laughs> as an excuse. You're just at a high school party drinking champagne. That's the most Lake Oswego detail of it. Right, I, that's why yeah, I don't feel bad. His, he threw his monocle out and he poured champagne on Sam's head. <laughs> Yeah, I I broke mine because I was aghast by the <laughs> final play. Uh, um, well, you you mentioned Jay John. I'll go into my. We're doing what we're we doing. Negative first. Um, yeah, do I, negative I, first. I blew the, my first appearance. I just want to reference my first appearance on the Peyton Years pod. I I I blew my 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 favorite one, which is uh, my dad until this day believes that. Lorenzo Romar is responsible for Jay John going to the hospital. Uh, he thinks he did it on purpose because <laughs> he, he left he left Nate Robinson in to keep scoring after the game was non-competitive against the Beavers. And he's always just hated Lorenzo Romar for that. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna go with uh, one time I was at um, 
I was I was uh, playing basketball at uh, Bally's in uh, Cedar Hills in Beaverton, and um, who walks in but uh, one of the Shaftonars, uh, <laughs> and he's in uh, he's in full Beavers uh, uniform. All right, <laughs> we're just playing pickup basketball, and he comes in with all his gear on and uh, changes his shoes on the side and like comes in and um, he, he got us all in trouble because he uh, pulled up from like half court and shot a ball in, and like he was being really obnoxious and he shot a ball into the lights uh, on the ceiling. <laughs> and so we uh, got yelled at and uh, had to stop the game. <laughs> and it was like the guy dressed in like his full college basketball uniform playing with a bunch of idiots who are a foot shorter than him. That that was 100% Roland. Olaf yeah. played in an NCAA tournament. I refuse to believe that, <laughs> that someone that played for Coach Tinkle would act that way in a pick. That's so fitting of the J. John era to be the person that, despite being a Division One player, like ruins a pickup game just because you're not doing it right. Yes. I did love Roland too. Cause he just like, he was so saucy for a Dutch player. And he would just, in my mind, I like, I love someone who does not move on like a 15 foot post up and then throws a behind the back pass. And he would do that two or three times a game. And I, I always will love him for that. Uh, I'm Googling. Yes, it was Roland. <laughs> it had to have been Roland. Absolutely. It was Roland. Yeah. Roland yeah. was one of the first guys, you know, fair not to get that point center label. Yeah, yes. fair or not. It's the behind-the-back passes. He had sauce for a Dutch guy. Yeah, hey, They ran the Princeton pretty well. <laughs> All right, I have a let's, – let's go into positive memories. I have a positive memory that also involves Andy Peterson and heckling because I want to showcase the how it can be used for good. So one time, uh, it was our freshman year, and we were playing – Oregon State was playing UCLA at home. Huge game. And we're up in the student section, two or three rows back. And Andy, again, um, you know, his go-to move is just to pick out some random person on the bench and just yell at them for the entire game. And so he figures out who Tyler Lamb is, who's just kind of like this, like, oh. off-the-bench guard for UCLA. Kind of a typical UCLA guard, really swaggy. He's got a sleeve, got some tattoos, a cool player. And he just yells his – he decides to just – like, he's going to yell his name over and over and over again. And he just yells, Tyler Lamb over and over and over again and it's starting to get to tyler like he's not playing well he's like looking at andy every once in a while because that's all he's yelling just over and over again and then it gets to a point where they uh, ucla has the ball out of bounds at half court pretty much right in front of us just two rows back and andy goes insane yelling tyler lamb as loud as he can and inexplicably tyler lamb passes the ball directly to an oregon state player who then takes it down the court for a score and gets subbed out and I'll just always remember it because everyone in the student section applauded for Andy. Like they all turned around <laughs> and applauded for him. You took a bow. And it was really like a sign of a, a fan causing a turnover. The Beaver Dam is a weapon. It gets chided for maybe not, you know, bringing the numbers out that some other student sections in the conference does. <laughs> but pound for pound, the Beaver Dam is the most effective student section, I would say, in the country. Just being that close to the court, it almost feels like a high school game. It feels like if you're, you're going to jump into the student section. And it helps that it's that quiet that you can hear a single student scream it. You can really, you can really be a sniper. You can pick any person. They're going to hear you on the court. 
if you really want them to. They're going <laughs> to hear you. That's, they're going to hear you. The Beaver Dam probably leads the country in acknowledgments from the other team per season, especially in, you know, because when it gets quiet, you, they, they want to throw the three up. They want to give the wave, the shush sign, all that. <laughs> oh, my God. They... Just for lack of attendance for a while, when it was uh, when I was in school, it was whenever Oregon State would hit a three, they would throw free T-shirts into the stands. <laughs> right, that's how you know you got a surplus. <laughs> uh, I went to a, a Timberwolves game when I and when they were really bad in uh, in Minnesota, and um, our section won some kind of like free uh, personal pizza. And uh, they ran out of pizzas like a third of the way up because they didn't think that many people would be there. But it was like student night. So we got in for like five bucks. So it was like packed and it, everyone just started booing like the, the staff. It was a fun night. Michael Beasley. That's great. What, what are your guys' positive memories? So, I mean, obviously so many, it's almost impossible to pick just one, but we we don't need this to take hours and hours because Seth brought up that faithful game in Seattle where uh, Jay John did have to go to the hospital at halftime due to the stress of the beat down. Attempted attempted murder uh, by Lorenzo Romar. Lorenzo Romar and that evil, evil group of players he had <laughs> that year. Um, I was in attendance later that very same season, uh, walked directly past Lorenzo Romar to get to our seats, gave him the dirtiest look I could as a 13, 14-year-old, and I think it stuck with him because the Beavers won that day and got just revenge. It doesn't happen enough in real life. But the good guys were victorious. The uh, it was quite the feeling seeing like Brandon Roy and, and Nate Robinson and Trey Williams and Will Conroy, I believe, who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, got involved in some major. I may be confusing him with someone. Oh no, that was Vinoy Overton who became yeah. the player later on. But anyway, they all got swallowed up by the student section and had to wait it out for a while. And that's what you get for trying to give a coach cardiac arrest and kill him over a basketball game. You know, I got to say too, I miss, um, uh, you know, we're, I'm going to go to the Les Schwab invitational this year. And one of the things that's just not the same is it's not the same without Romar there um, holding court. Uh, I like just watching like how, how he knows everybody and everybody comes up to say hi to him. And how, like, I was at the that year that, was it David Crisp? Was he their little short guy? Crisp, I remember, Crisp, yeah. yeah. He, he at LSI one year, he won the dunk contest. He's, like, under six feet. He just blew up. He had a crazy great tournament. It was, like, a huge showman. I remember he had, he went on this run scoring all these points. And then Romar was just started nodding his head emphatically. And I was like, Chris was about to get offered baby. And then Chris got offered to UW and he went there and it was just fun. Like Romar, I don't know. I just enjoyed seeing him around in the, in his world like that. There's nobody really replaced that, you know, stupid Dana Altman comes through looking like a Android wearing his stupid (laughs) turtlenecks. Nobody cares. Um, You know, it's like, I, I just, I miss, I miss you Romar. Come back, come back to the Pac-12. We need you. To the Northwest. Recruit. Yeah, that's true. I do, do miss Romar very much. It, somehow convincing number one NBA draft picks to go to terrible UW teams year in and year out. Oh, man. Incredible. 
And he was building quite a quite a pipeline with that whole Nathan Hale Brandon Roy uh, agreement they had going um, before that all collapsed. Brandon yeah. Roy's yeah uh, projection is what screwed over Romar more than anything else. Really, <laughs> he needed that. You needed it. All right, Seth, bring us home with a positive Beaver memory, and we'll get to shout-outs. Oh, baby. Well, I'm going to say um, – oh, speaking of LSI holding court, one year Wayne came through in an all-white Beavs jumpsuit, white camouflage, <laughs> white, white top, white bottom, is matched perfectly with his gray silver fox hair. And he looked like the shit. That was great. That's the best coach swag. swag. That's the best coach swag I've seen since Romar at the LSI. All right. Uh, I hope he's back this year and I hope he's swagging out. Um, a, a, I'm going to say um, one of my very positive uh, Beavs basketball memories was I was, um, my mom was a teacher and I, I had to stay late with her for some reason. I was in her classroom, but they had a TV. And so she let me put on the, the Beavers game was on. And so I got to watch that. And um, Brent Berry was just like on fire that night. <laughs> and that's when I learned because he kept um, he kept cherry picking to like um, to dunk because he was like yeah. throwing down dunks. And uh, I just remember like I, I learned what cherry pick. I was like I was obsessed with basketball. I was learning the rules of the game. And like they were like the announcers I remember were like starting to accuse him of cherry picking. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's what that is? But that looks like the most fun way to play basketball because he would run back, throw it down two hands, hang on the rim, come back. I was like, this is the greatest men's basketball program in history. And Brent <laughs> oh, Berry is going man. to be the MVP of the NBA for sure. And both things are still true to this day. Absolutely. Bring Brent Berry to Portland. Jody Allen or whoever is going to be in charge of that, by the way. Oh, yeah. I keep seeing – I see his name every once in a while. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he has some sort of office positions, I feel like, or worked with the league maybe. Yeah, he, he's know. been in the Spurs organization, I believe. Oh, so okay. that's the guy to get. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. I'm not going to talk Things about are... Tony Parker. and That's water under the bridge, all right? <laughs> Water under the bridge. All right, you guys got any shout-outs on our way out? I got to give a big shout-out to uh, Hey Seth Allen, all platforms. Uh, follow, like, subscribe, tweet. Uh, send me a love letter in the mail. Um, all of the above. Peyton years, Peyton heads, the glove, the mitten. Young glove. Young glove. Didn't, didn't GP2 say he didn't like being called the mitten but he would rather be called the, the big mitten the big mitten the big okay. mitten okay i'll honor <laughs> that shout out to the yep. big mitten fellow peyton years guest big mitten i love what you're doing with the warriors it's a beautiful thing yeah I've got a shout out for, I had a classic Bobby Hurley experience while I was watching uh, Arizona State play Grand Canyon U, who's a, a very sick team. They have Holland Woods, Holland Boo Boo Woods is on their team, Tayshawn Cherry, Sean Miller Moore from Oregon State, like just a bunch of great ones. And the classic uh, Bobby Hurley moment that I think sums him up as a person and a coach is that Tayshawn Cherry, who transferred from Arizona State to uh, Grand Canyon University, had a huge dunk on... Uh, Arizona State, just like almost a windmill, just right on top of two guys. And he was yelling and talking like you do. 
And Bobby Hurley went ballistic on the sidelines, begging for a technical foul for Tayshawn Cherry, which the refs happily gave. They gave the technical to him. And I just thought that was classic Bobby to just beg for a technical foul against your former player when he does something good against your team. So shout out to you, Bobby Hurley. I'm glad to see some things don't change, even if the cast does. Yeah, that was one of the bigger heartbreakers not involving the Beavers so far, because that's a very lovable <laughs> Grand Canyon team. It's as lovable as a for-profit college institution <laughs> can be. Them and the Academy of Art, you know, they should get together for a, a non-conference game next season. But, but yeah, it's as if he – imagine if someone's whole job was to just watch what Bobby Hurley acted like during a game <laughs> and pointed out to the officials like, hey, maybe this adult in a suit shouldn't be kicking his legs out <laughs> like a maniac right now. Oh, Bobby Hurley will, will, um, I believe the rule is he has a job for infinity. It, uh, it's a, he will never a die. Deal. He will never get fired. They scored 29 points against Washington state. Who cares? He's in charge. He's going to scream at everybody. He's going to storm the Capitol again. He's going to stop the steal. COVID's not real. Bobby Hurley is forever. <laughs> forever. Uh, Sam, any shout-outs on her way out? Um, Shout-out to the Belige Beeves who, um, not that they needed to do this, but they officially said that if you want to be up to speed on Oregon State men's basketball, you need to listen to us because that they were taking a step back for a while. <laughs> not the first people to do it. You know, they won't be the last. I'll still be tuning in. But they and they're not wrong either. If you want, you know, there is one podcast in existence dedicated solely to Oregon State men's basketball. And we salute them for pointing it out because they have a lot more listeners than we do. Oh, right. And they also won the the best uh, Oregon State podcast poll on. What? I didn't see this. I didn't even see their. Is there a poll? I think. Were yeah. We, <laughs> we, um, were we nominated? Do they have a do they have a category that do, that's only for podcasts that don't have microphones? Well, right, no, because that's like, you know. <laughs> do they have the a category for Best Beavers podcast that plays their their intro song on a cell phone into but their top? Were we even were we on the list? Could you vote for us? <laughs> no, but I think some people tagged us like See, you know, right there, that's and you know what that is? That's Beaver bias. That's Beaver bias through That's Beaver and through. bias. We got to mobilize. We got to mobilize the Peyton heads next time. Well, mo yeah, definitely. And I also want to shout out Tim Yost for uh, sending us a great email uh, to the account. Go ahead. If you want to shoot us an email, we love them. Shoot us a review. Um, Tim, I agree. They just need to play with joy. The team needs to play with joy. Like everybody. Free mind. Oh, shit. I had missed this. But, yeah, shout outs to Tim as well. That, that's going to be a boost for us. How's definitely. Your pencil, how's your Tim in Pennsylvania doing? Or is that it? Who is it? Yeah, Tim in Pennsylvania. Haven't heard from him in a while. I hope you're doing oh. well, Tim. I assume like all uh I assume you're just really busy like everybody else. It's okay. I know he's still watching. He's a true fan. Tim, come uh, back. I miss you. We miss you, Tim. We do. All right. Um, I guess there's only one thing left to say. Fuck the ducks. Fuck the, Fuck ducks. the ducks. All right, we'll see y'all very soon. <laughs>